Ask Wildman. The weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ask Wildman. My name is Miles Bassett. We are here to answer all your questions regarding business, marketing, technology. Uh, if you just want to ask us how our days are, uh, you can throw that in there as well. So put your questions in the comments, or if you'd like, if you're watching this later, you can email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com, and we'll try to get to your questions. Uh, this is just a free resource to our community, hoping that we can uh, get some of our knowledge out there, get some information out there, especially considering everything that's been going on recently with the COVID-19 epidemic. Lots of businesses are moving themselves online or trying to tackle some of these things for the first time. So if you or anyone you know has any questions about any of this, we are here to talk about it, hopefully start a discussion. So like and share this video, help us to reach as many people as possible, answer as many questions as possible, and you know, be as much of a, a resource as possible. As always, joining me today, is my partner, Mike Hanna. Mike, how are you doing? Good morning, Miles. I am peachy, sir. Um, sugar dipped and honey glazed on that peach. How are you? Oh, I regret asking you. That is... <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm ready to get going here. All um, right, let's get fired up. Yeah, so before we dive into everything, all these questions here, we do have a couple uh, lying in wait here, but if you have any questions, please throw them in the comments. We'll get to them ASAP. Um, I did want to take a moment and talk about our LBOT program, our local business online toolkit. We are running that through the end of this month. We'll have to see how things go after that, but we're at least running it through the end of June. You can find out more information here. I'm putting the link below me at wildmanweb.com slash LBOT. Uh, this is a free toolkit for small businesses to help them manage their online presence. There's tools to help them manage um, their social media accounts, their reviews, how to get more reviews, a bunch of analytics tools to tell them how their websites are doing and um, how their online reputation is doing, SEO. If you have any advertising out there, it can measure your Facebook and Google ads and show you where you're getting that best, the best ROI, where you're getting the best bang for your buck. Um, as well as just a bunch of free resources, articles galore t detailing digital marketing basics and how to manage your website, how to uh, get started on Instagram, for example, how to craft a good hashtag, all sorts of little articles in there to help get you going uh, with your business and your online presence. So again, check it out, uh, wildmanweb.com slash LBOT. There's a little form at the bottom. Just put in your business name. It'll automatically get you signed up and uh, get you a user, get you logged in. If you have any questions on any of it, you know, feel free to reach out to us. But that is a free resource we are providing at least through the end of June to any and all small businesses who, who want it and who can utilize those resources. All right, so now jumping into the questions here. Um, like I said at the top of the show, if you have any questions on technology, business, 
marketing, anything else, throw them in the comments, or you can email us throughout the week at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Go ahead and put that address up here as well for everyone. Uh, we'll go through those at the top, and then we'll get to your, uh, your live comments here in just a minute. Starting off, we have a question about website platforms. We've got a good question on what platform should I use to build my website? So slightly different answers here, depending on if you are just starting off and building a website from scratch, or you know if you already have something, you're working with it, and you're looking at switching here, but try to give some sort of general answers, because um, a lot of it is a little bit about personal taste, uh, depending on what platform you want to use here. There are a lot of options, and it kind of depends on your own personal needs. But there are a couple of standards that are going to point you one way or another. So I'll just give a brief overview of different website builder platforms, uh, and hopefully at least get you pointed in the right direction. If you need me to go into more depth on something, just say so in the comments, and uh, I'll, I'll try to go that way. So starting off with the super easy DIY website builders out there, I'm seeing a lot of um, Google sites, Wix sites, Weebly sites. Um, I, I think I'd probably put Squarespace in here into this category. Uh, their sites are a little bit nicer, but they're still just uh, sort of a drag and drop style website builder. These are super easy to do even for non-technical professionals. Um, if you've never touched uh, code, a line of code in your life, you can do these and get a you know, fairly professional website published up there live and working for you. It'll tell you people that, that you're there. Um, it'll tell people that, um, you know, what you do, how to contact you, just the basics. And another benefit to these things is that they're super cheap. Some of them are even free. Uh, you'll still probably have to pay for your domain and or hosting or, you know, other monthly costs, but your upfront, your startup cost is going to be really low on these. Downside is that they're fairly limited. Um, they are all kind of look basically the same. There's not a whole lot of customization you can do on the aesthetic and design side or on the functionality side. So if you want this thing to really represent you and your brand, you're just not going to be able to do that as much visually. And if you need this thing to do anything for you functionally, then you're going to be fairly limited in a your capacity to really do that or to really do anything beyond just the basic functionality of you know maybe a little contact form or a map or something like that uh, but these can be a really good way for people who are just getting going really really small businesses startups uh, solopreneurs people with absolutely no money to put towards any of this um, it can be a good way to at least get you something up there and it is absolutely better than nothing. Don't let this hold you back from having a website to start off with. But if you're wanting to go up to that next level and deal with something a little bit more complicated, something a little bit more extensible, I think at that point we'd probably be talking about a WordPress site. Uh, WordPress is a hugely popular content management system, or CMS. You'll hear that acronym thrown around, and I'll mention that a couple more times as we go through this. Um, originally developed as a basic blogging platform. It has now grown into the biggest content management system on the planet. Uh, something like a third of the internet is built on WordPress, which gives it some major advantages and some major disadvantages. 
uh, to start off with, because it was built as a blogging platform, it is really easy for uh, users, non-technical users, to um, add, edit, update, and otherwise manage content on those websites. So if you have a team that needs to be able to manage the uh, your website content and the, the stuff actually on your website, talking about your text and your links on there, your images, your videos, whatever actual content is presented on your website, um, then this might be a really good option for you. Um, it does have other benefits in that it's, it is extremely extensible. You can do a lot more with it design-wise and on the functionality side. Um, on the design side, there are tons of themes and templates and builders. This is an open source platform, which means that anyone and everyone in the world can contribute to this and build their own themes and templates and designs and plugins. And they have been doing that for years. So there's a million of them out there, which means that you can really make something that's, that's truly unique, something that's really yours and represents you and your brand. Um, it also means that you can do a lot more on the functionality side. If you need to tie this into uh, third-party technology, into your CRM, um, if you need a database in there, if you need membership built in, it's really good at membership. Um, or if you want to use it for its original purpose and do a blog, it's really good at blogs. Downsides are this is a huge platform which puts a big target on its back. So there's a constant battle going back and forth between theme and plugin developers and hackers and malware developers. Uh, someone creates something new, say a new plugin for the WordPress platform, they put it out there. A hacker finds a backdoor or a weakness in there and then capitalizes on that. Uh, the plugin developer then needs to publish an update in order to uh, fix that weak point or close that backdoor and then back and forth and back and forth they go. That's why it's extremely important if you have a WordPress website um, to keep it maintained, keep it up to date, always take care of your, um, your different software updates in there because that could present a serious uh, security threat. Also be very wary of storing any PII or any sort of sensitive information on WordPress websites because of that extra security threat there. If someone finds out that you are storing credit card numbers or social security numbers or other sensitive data on a WordPress website, that'll make you just that much more of a target. And at a certain point, there's not much more you can do on this. So always make sure you're up to date on everything. Put a little bit of extra money towards that maintenance and management plan, towards that security package, towards that slightly better security or uh, that slightly better hosting plan or something. Um, it, it's going to be worth it in the long run, so you don't have to deal with any sort of malware issues down the line. Um, an additional benefit to WordPress is that it can be fairly quick to develop. You can put stuff up relatively quickly, um, and it's very cost effective. So, um, like I said at the very beginning, those DIY builders are extremely cheap. Developing a WordPress site, you may be able to do yourself if you're pretty tech savvy, um, or you can pay an agency to get it professionally done for you, and uh, we recommend doing that at this level. Um, but that's still going to be fairly affordable for those who maybe don't have a lot of resources to put towards a custom development. Past that, the options really open up. So there's a bunch of different kinds of more advanced CMSs or content management systems um, that aren't quite as built out as WordPress um, as far as you know, pre-built options. Uh, things like Drupal and Joomla and Laravel and 
uh, tons of other builders like that that require a little bit more customization, a little bit more technical knowledge to, to build. Um, but they're not as much of a security threat, and there's a lot more technical uh, and functional customization that you can do on those. Um, so you can have one of those that is built with, um, you know, you're, you're going to get better performance on those, better security on those, um, and you're going to just be able to do more regarding sensitive information um, or, you know, more processing power, more decision making there. And if that's not quite enough for you, you always have the custom web application. That's developed by a professional software developer. They code this thing from scratch in their language of choice and are actually building you software from scratch and publishing that application to the web. That's probably going to have a fairly high upfront cost and you're gonna have to pay a little bit more for hosting, uh, management, updates, that kind of thing because it's just not something that that you're going to be able to do yourself. But that is the, the optimum level of high performance, uh, super high functionality, super high customization. You can do absolutely anything on that. It's just limited to the ability of the developer you're working with at that point. So that's kind of a quick rundown of all of the different platforms uh, and different options that you can use. It sort of depends on on where you're at, what you're wanting to do with it, how customizable you need this thing to be, um, how much money and time and resources you have to put towards this. Um, and each one of those options really do have their time and place. Um, so if you have some more questions on that or want me to go deeper into any of those options, let me know in the comments and we can talk a little bit more about why you might go one way versus another. But I think I've I think I've probably talked enough on that one, Mike. What do you think? Have I missed anything? <laughs> no, I think you covered it, Miles. Uh, All right. <laughs> that, that was pretty extensive. Uh, yeah, and cer certainly I think you know the the key deciding factor on that on the WordPress decision is security. And so I'm glad you gave a couple examples there because that was the only kind of follow up question I was going to have there uh, for you. But you, you went ahead and nailed it. Um, of, you know, what what would that line, so to speak, be that you cross that you'd say, okay, I cannot do WordPress anymore because of security reasons. And you gave some uh, banking information, credit card information, anything like that. What about, what if I'm, what if I'm just a, a doctor's office or somebody like that? You know, and I, I have a patient portal or something like that, you know, could, would, would that be a possible security breach on, on a WordPress platform? Absolutely. Uh, and it's not to say that you can't have that information on a WordPress site. I mean, you can do that. But at that point, I would probably advise someone to start looking at something a little bit more with some more security precautions that we can put in there. Um, so if you have any sort of PII or personally identify, uh, identifying information on there, including, uh, you know, medical records or something, um, another option there could be that you are managing that information off-site. So you're working with a third-party service. Maybe you have a third-party CRM that's managing your, uh, your, your patient details or your payment information, or you know, if you have some sensitive information, it's, it's housed elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And the WordPress website is just acting as a portal to access that. So you're not actually storing any of that sensitive information on your WordPress website. That way, you're getting the cost benefit of the um, 
of the WordPress website. You can kind of get that developed quickly, easy, uh, easily, and without spending a whole lot of money on a custom web application. But you're still securing everything. You're storing everything in a way that you're not you're not risking any of that uh, that private data. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, moving on to the next question in our list here. Again, if you have any questions or you want us to talk about anything, please throw that uh, into the comments below, or you can email us, askwildman at wildmanweb.com. Please check back and uh, check out this show as we are doing it weekly, every Wednesday at 11 on our page. Um, we are here to answer any and all questions. So like, share, comment. You know how social media works. Um, Next question here, we got one about, I'm surprised we haven't really touched on this yet uh, with everything we've been talking about Facebook and advertising, but can I target my Facebook followers? So I'm assuming people following a, a particular Facebook page or company page with Facebook advertising. So Mike, I'll, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, good question. Um, the answer is yes. You know. It, you may think to yourself, well, why would somebody want to do that at first? And of course, you know, the reason on Facebook would be if you have a large following or even if you don't have a large following, you're probably not reaching, uh, you know, much more than five, 10, you know, maybe 15 percent uh, if you're lucky and doing things really well uh, of your audience from your organic reach, meaning the stuff that you just post on your page that you don't have to pay for. Uh, and so there is a way. It's actually a relatively easy way. For, you know, I'm just going to use round numbers that if you have 10,000 people that follow your Facebook page, well, you could get, you know, pretty close. You're never going to get everybody, but you'll get pretty close to uh, reaching those 10,000 people as opposed to maybe 300 here, 300 there, 400 here, 400, you know, 500 there as you would just from posting to your page. So if you have something that's really important that you want to make sure that your audience knows about, uh, this is a great way. Uh, to make sure that you get that message out there to your key, your key folks, uh, and so it's something that you do in Ads Manager. Like I said, it's actually it's relatively uh, an, an easy step in terms of targeting. Uh, you do it at the ad set level in the audience section, and you just make a connection uh, to people on your Facebook page. You could also make a connection to people on whatever Facebook page you want, uh, and target those people as well. So. You know, there's all kinds of different ways, I guess, to use that uh, targeting capability. Uh, you can also target friends of people that follow your page. And I've used this one uh, to great success in the past, uh, you know, because birds of a feather flock together. And generally, if people like you and what you do, well, the people that they associate with and that like them and vice versa will also perhaps like you. So that's a great way uh, to add a little bit of extra reach in a, in a market that may have you know some sort of demographic uh that, that aligns with your business or some sort of value system or something like that uh that you can you can target as well uh but this is also kind of brings me up to a couple of different interesting points that we could touch on here in terms of targeting capabilities that some people may not be aware of you know we've, we've talked a little bit about uh, building custom audiences and we've talked a little bit about what you can find out from audience insights and so i just want to give a few, I guess, tactical tidbits uh, on, on those two points, uh, since we don't have a, a flood of questions coming in here today. Uh, you could also target your competition pretty easily. 
Uh, and that's maybe, you know, something that you maybe want to think about. And what I mean, of course, is not targeting your competition directly, but targeting your competition's followers, your competition's customers, your competition's fans, if you will. Uh, one way that you could do that is uh, the way I just explained of how you could target your own fans. Well, you could put somebody else's Facebook page in there and target their followers really easily. Uh, but also, if your competition is large enough, uh, meaning that they have a large enough following on the platform, you may be able to target them directly in, 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 in either uh, interest targeting or you know, employees of theirs or, or, or so on and so forth in the different interest categories. Now, generally, they need to be you know, a fairly big company. You know, I find most of the time in most categories, you need to have at least 50,000 plus followers uh, to be able to target. Uh, that specific company, but uh, those you know those those targeting capabilities are always changing and adding and going away. So double check, uh, you know, make a list of oh hey, I would like to talk to this audience, uh, and and double check if you're able to target those people because that could be a really useful tool for you. And then I, and this uh, also falls in line with uh, audience insights, which we talked a little bit about. Uh, it's it, again something you can utilize through Ads Manager and, and through your business manager. And you can find out a lot about people that follow your page, people who follow other pages uh, and what they're into. And so if you see, hey, my audience is really into, you know, X influencer or X athlete or X brand. OK, well, maybe it would be good for you to target those followers that are in your own backyard because you've seen through the data that they identify with your product or service. So. That could be a, a way that you, maybe you're not thinking about uh, that you need to explore when you go about uh, targeting on Facebook. And then I, I did want to touch real quick on custom audiences, which I know we've talked a little bit about, uh, but just so people are aware, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we can uh, target people who engage with our website, uh, who engage in our app, who watch our videos, who uh, comment or engage with our post, who, uh, share or you know say they're interested or going to our events uh, there's actually even ways that we could track offline activity somebody comes into a store off of uh, a facebook interaction now that's that's a little less uh, scientific if you will uh, in the tracking capabilities of that but it's it's still remarkable i mean basically they have to have their phone location turned on and open up an app inside the store for that to be able to be trackable. But still, uh, you know, those other things I mentioned are extremely uh, trackable and targetable. And so that could be some things that maybe you're not thinking about of, of how you could uh, not only target a warm audience, but maybe even more importantly, remarket and retarget uh, those audiences that are already showing interest in your business. Yeah, well, I think that kind of goes into um, there's a great conversation on targeting and getting to different types of groups and you know really being smart about that. I think a lot of digital advertising and digital marketing is just incorporating some of those strategies to make the best out of a, a single piece of content or a single contact with a customer or maybe a small list of potential leads or prospects. Um, utilizing some of these techniques, you really can do a lot of damage with just a couple of names, a couple of email addresses, a couple of of encounters or exchanges with with potential clients or customers. If, yeah, if, if you're smart about it. And I actually just reminded me, I, I totally forgot to mention email 
list uh, in terms of custom audiences, which is is a huge weapon that I got. Maybe we've talked about this before on the show, but I think it bears repeating that if you if you have an email list, you know, you can put that into Facebook uh, and create an audience based off of those people and target those people directly and then create lookalike audiences. Uh, which is basically just people that have the same demographics as that audience, but don't currently follow your page or engage with your page or any of your Facebook ads. Uh, and that is so, so valuable. So if you don't have an email list, that's of course something that, you know, we encourage everybody to start is an email uh, campaign. Uh, you know, we're a constant contact vendor, but whatever you use is, is great. Uh, MailChimp is great. Uh, there, there's a lot of other ones out there. Just get one. <laughs> and and start the process and you know hopefully six months a year 18 months two years whatever it is you will have a powerhouse email list built up that is going to be a, a sales machine for you and a marketing machine for you yeah so this reminds me of a conversation i was having this morning at one million cups um, for anyone watching this now or in the future uh check out one million cups there's a, a ton of them all over the place uh, a lot of them are going virtual right now, so you can actually attend ones from different cities. I've been bouncing around and checking out the one in Topeka, checking out the one in Manhattan and Wichita, and, uh, but was in the Lawrence One Million Cups this morning and having some interesting conversations uh, where you know different techniques of retargeting, remarketing came up. Uh, you know, someone was talking about having a minimal email list and maybe tried some Facebook ads at one point. Uh, but you know, didn't necessarily know how to capitalize on on some of the resources she had. Um, especially looking at the website, uh, you know, having people coming to a website, searching for a particular service, finding the website, landing there, and then a lot of the leads were coming through a website contact form. If that's the case for you, uh, know that probably a lot of people are landing on your website and not filling out that form or not doing whatever that call to action is to actually capture their information, capture their email, um, and you know get that lead. So there are some techniques um, in remarketing and in retargeting to actually capture those people um, and, and utilize them in your, your marketing campaign and your marketing strategies. Um, where basically, you know, depending on what kind of ad campaign you're running, you're running, say, an ad campaign on Facebook, like Mike was just talking about, or doing some Google ads, or whatever you're doing, you take what's called a pixel or a short code, you copy and paste this thing onto the back end of your website, and it will capture that traffic off of that website and then feed that person ads later because they know that they're at least somewhat interested in your business or in you. Uh, so if you've ever, you know, visited a website um, and then the next day somehow magically an ad for that particular business showed up in your Facebook feed, that's what happened. You were, you were retargeted or remarketed. And considering most people um, in most buying exchanges don't buy off of that first exchange or off of that first touch with a business, getting that extra piece of communication um, and, and remarketing these particular users can be extremely valuable to bring those people back and expand on the number of leads that you're actually getting from your website outside of just people who fill out a, a contact form. Uh, Mike, do you wanna, you wanna expand on that? Talk about some, some retargeting off a website? Oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's extremely important. You know, like you said, I mean, 
I think it's 95 to 97% of website traffic doesn't convert, meaning they don't, you know, they don't do what we want them to do the first time they go to that website. Uh, so that's a staggering amount of, of holes in your bucket, if you will, uh, where you're just draining money, you're just draining leads there uh, if you don't have a, a proper remarketing or, or retargeting strategy. And those words are, are interchangeable uh, for those people who don't know. But uh, yeah, so the Facebook uh, pixel, you know, if you're spending any kind of money or you have any kind of sales, you know, going on on your website, that has to be on there. Uh, you know, no ifs, ands or buts, you know, same thing with Google. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just so important. I mean, if you think about uh, just the, the, the average sales cycle, okay? And the salespeople out there will, will get this right away, but maybe the, the more consumer-centric people won't. But, you know, on average, it takes seven no's to get a yes, you know? And, and so if we're not targeting, we're really just trying to hit home runs off one swing. You know, all day long, you know, it's like, you know, to use a sports analogy, you know, you have to have some singles, you have to have some doubles, you have to have some triples, some walks, you know, some steals in there in order to consistently score runs. You can't just try to hit home runs every single time you're up to plate. And that's what I, th I feel like people are doing when they don't have a remarketing strategy. Uh, and the other thing they're not doing is they're not creating frequency within the audience. I mean, the only way that you can do frequency within an audience uh, without a, a retargeting strategy is just to keep spending gobs and gobs of money, you know, in order to keep putting your message in front of that uh, customer again and again and again in an inefficient way. Uh, and so that's the other thing that maybe people don't realize is that once you have a really good retargeting strategy, well, you can actually get a lot more out of less. You know, you don't, you don't need to target 500,000 people if you can be efficient with 50, you know, and work that audience and work them down through the buying funnel, get them to say no six times in order to get to get a seventh. Uh, and so it's so it just boggles my mind how much you know money people are, are wasting or losing uh, in their marketing strategies and their advertising strategies if they're not uh, putting a great deal of effort into remarketing uh, and retargeting because they, yeah, they're, they're losing money out of, out of both ends of the of the of the funnel there, so to speak. So. Uh, you know, be, be perfect at, you know, happy to dive into strategies and things like that about what makes an effective, you know, marketing campaign uh, and, and things like that with people. But yeah, the my initial reaction is you, you just have to do it, you know, so mm -hmm. so start there and then figure it out. Um, but, you know, it's it, it's also, you know, just a little bit of, of human nature and logic. You know, you're, you're not going to come in to off somebody just off the street that has no idea who you are and ask them for $10,000, right? That wouldn't be natural, you know, or, or $10 or whatever, you know, uh, you wouldn't, you know, uh, for, for the for the guys out there watching. Now, maybe some of them would, but, you know, most of, of them wouldn't walk into a bar, walk up to the first thing they do, just walk up to a girl and say, hey, will you marry me? You know, there's a little bit of courtship there, you know, typically. Now, I'm not saying it never happens, and I'm not saying people don't get up there and take one swing at a, at a curveball. Not and hit home run. Right. I've never had that kind of luck. Uh, but, you know, so if you think about it like that, it just makes no sense to send traffic either directly to your store or directly to your website 
and not have a way to follow up with those people, not have a way to have some sort of courtship there to earn their trust, to earn, you know, uh, their business, if you will, uh, through taking them down through that buying funnel of unawareness, awareness, conviction, action, you know, that we, we've talked about, I think several times on this show, just, um, I don't get a mouse when I want to see people and just, you know, that they're not doing that. So, uh if you are we're more than happy to help you and point you in the right direction uh but yeah you know just in terms of strategy you know think about it it just really basic concepts like that you know first you want to say hey how are you doing this is my name you know get to know them a little bit take them on a few dates date them for a while and then maybe you ask you ask the gal uh to marry you and so that's what we're also going to do with with our you know we're going to say hey here, here we are, you know, we're going to get somebody to pay attention to us first, and then we're going to kind of prove our worth to them. You know, hey, here's what I can do for you. Here's how I can really help you, you know, and then we're going to ask them to buy and spend the rest of our life, you know, with us, so to speak, uh, as a customer. So um, I think there's something really important to be said about the efficiency of a strategy like this, where, you know, we really specialize in working with very small businesses, with limited ad budgets uh, we want to make sure that you know they're getting the best bang for their buck and something like this uh, is just such a nice easy strategy one step that you can take that will you know double the efficacy or more of the uh the ad spend that you're currently putting out there and there's just there's just no reason not to do something like this where you're already spending this money you might as well get the most out of it I think that's a lot of kind of where we focus with um, with our small business digital advertising campaigns. And when we're answering questions about this, it's not about just spending more and more money, reaching more and more people. It's about reaching the right people at the right time with the right message in the right way. Um, and, and strategies like this is just, you know, it's just one more drop in the bucket, one more thing that you can do to be more efficient and to get more out of every penny you spend out of your marketing budget, especially yeah. for those who we know it's, you know, it's, it's not unlimited out there. You can't just keep spewing cash at, at a different advertising mm -hmm. methods. Yeah. Or, or even for people with big budgets, you know, if, if I was running a big traditional media campaign, uh, you know, for a car dealership or something like that, I would even want the, you know, the retargeting capabilities even more at that point, you know, <laughs> uh, because I, because I, I, I'm already spending a whole lot of money that's very hard to track, you know, if you think about it like that. So it's not just for people who are doing digital marketing campaigns, you know, if I'm spending, you know, $20,000 a month on a, on TV ads as a car dealer, well, heck, yeah. I mean, I want I want as much data as I could possibly get, and so that would be another reason that you would want to uh, implement a, a remarketing or retargeting campaign through your website and, and really, you know, everywhere that you're sending traffic, um, because you know a lot of that's going to help you understand your entire buying funnel, your entire audience, you know, even if you're spending money on things that are not as trackable. So, yeah, like. No, there's not a good reason not to do it, Miles. Really, I think we've tried to find one, and it's not going to happen. Well, hopefully that's a that's a fairly decent explanation of uh, of remarketing or retargeting. Again, these things are are pretty interchangeable here. Um, if you have any more questions on us on it, or want us to talk a little bit more specific on strategies regarding uh, 
anything that we talked about here, let us know. Throw in the comments. Email us. Ask Wildman at wildmanweb.com. We'll get to it. Um, just want to hit a couple of reminders here. Again, this is a weekly show. Uh, we're on here Wednesdays at 11 every week answering your questions. Uh, so please join us every week. Uh, like and share this. We want to reach as many people as possible and be as big of a resource as possible. Uh, hopefully answer everyone's questions about everything as best as we can anyway. Um, also, quick reminder of what I was talking about at the top of the show here. Uh, our local business online toolkit initiative is still running through the end of the month. Uh, we still have a lot of those to give away. It's absolutely free. Tons of tools, software, analytics to help you run your small business online um, or to leverage your online presence even better. Uh, managing your social media, your reviews, your website, your SEO, if you are doing any kind of advertising on here, this will help you get some real analytics on it uh, and tons of, of resources just for basic education on, on digital marketing strategies, techniques, tools, technologies. So check it out there, wildmanweb.com slash LBOT. Just sign up and it'll automatically get you in there and get you started. Um, I think we're we're pretty much going to wrap up here. If anyone has any questions that we didn't get to or wants us to expand on anything, just shoot us an email and we'll uh, we'll try to dive a little bit deeper into something or uh, address your question on next week's show. So thanks, Mike. Thanks for your time as always. Yes, sir. My pleasure. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you all again next week. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com.